0: fuck's sake we are siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them no one else is fucking doing it i don't want actually you know what today i'm out i've got a resentment against
1: myself i reckon everyone in that school is backing you don't need to put the effort into actually (laughs) changing yourself for the better
0: i cannot stand the man
1: that's the the only time i've ever felt like a man
0: there are corrupt people (laughs) Welcome to The Resentment List with your hosts, Naomi and Ben. Hi, everybody! And Benjamin. And we are siblings with hang-ups, lots of them, and we're back to share them with you. This week, we are starting off on a hopefully high note, I don't know. Ben, you know what I'm doing this time? So last time, Ben and I were fighting the whole time and we had a big fight after the podcast... And Ben mentioned that I yawn too much and that I have low energy. So this week I'm going to be high energy people. High energy.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel like I'm going to hear a lot about this from the, uh, the listeners. Why? I, Why?
0: <laughs> I'm well, a, I'm bringing the energy I have a lot in. To answer for I'm bringing for the you. energy in. <laughs> <All> Energetic. <laughs> <Okay>. Woo! <laughs> All right. Are you guys feeling like really energized from me? I'm not going to yawn. Ben's not going to fart. We're just going to go. We're, we're, we're going to kill it. We're going to kill it.
1: Yeah, we're new people.
0: Well, I haven't seen you since your holiday. You went down south.
1: Yeah, and I've got a, I've got a new lease on life.
0: Really? Did it really and work for you?
1: It lasted until 10 a.m. the next
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that's back. pretty standard. I
1: got back and I was like, and I was like still pretty happy when I got back. And it was a little bit, um, the traffic kind of got me down a little bit because it took me, the drive from Denmark's about, um, four hours and it took me six hours Ew. in traffic to get back. And then the day after I just woke up in my bed and I was like, oh, I guess we're back here again. Like, yeah. It's just like nothing had changed. But um, I did I did kind of have some like reflection, like I said. And I think the thing about holidays, why things are so much better, I realised, is it's not just like the that you don't have to do any work or anything. It's also that you there's a lot more intention to everything you do mm. like you focus more on little activities and stuff and mm. it just kind of makes you feel more zen mm. so um, how was the place oh it was great it was like I mean the only thing I didn't like is that it was um it was the property was like a, a granny flat like next to their house oh I don't like that and so I was, you're already yawning no I'm you're sorry literally already I yawning you know
0: what can I just say something about the yawning that I didn't say last week I have a yawning problem, and I think that it's a um, it's a side effect from my medication. Like that is a side effect, and I honestly think I yawn all day in inappropriate times, and I think it is. Like I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm yawning again. It fucking be. I can't stop though. It's like it's not that I'm tired or bored. It's just that I can't control it. Okay. So you were near these peeps. You didn't light them up in your grill, did? Yeah, I mean. mean
1: but because you is kind like, of feel
0: like you kind of feel too visible, like you feel like you can't live your life. You feel like you're living in their back pocket.
1: Yeah, um, there is a thing that you like about the whole like bed and breakfast design thing, where it's like, now I'm part of your family. Yeah, like you're coming. Like I felt like I was their son because they were like really old and they were they were like, um, kind of a little bit. They probably thought of, you were a serial. They killer. I was, yeah, they thought I was a piece of shit because like, why are you here by yourself? Because they they give you this basket. And and you're supposed to like return the basket has a form in it with what you want for breakfast. And I just never did it. So then they came around one day and they Why were just like, "Why didn't you do it?
0: That's really rude." Because I didn't
1: really read it. I just got the basket and I put it in. I was like, "Okay, the basket." And then I didn't read the form, so I didn't know what you were supposed to do. And then so by the time I read the form, it was too late. And the guy just came around and he was like, "This guy's like 70, by the way." So I felt kind of bad because I'm like, he must be very set in his ways, and I'm like messing up his whole plan. And um, he was like yeah so um how about you just text us what you want for breakfast what he said (laughs) yeah yeah no he said it in a nice way but it was just like kind of condescending like you could tell and this is another thing i want to talk about when you go to the countries i feel like i have this weird thing and i feel like country people know that i'm a city person and they don't like me because Mm. of it because i felt like his thing of me was like that i'm a piece of shit because i like would sleep in late and he's like pretty much running a farm. Like it was like a farm property. Yeah,
0: but it's a fucking holiday. What do so, they expect?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, none of this, <laughs> he didn't actually do anything judgmental. It's just that once you're in that bed and breakfast lifestyle, you feel like you you have to live their lifestyle because you're pretty much in their family at that mm. point. So it was, a, it was a bit more than I bargained for. But I got to say they had some really lovely fruit platters oh, that okay. they brought me every morning. So that was really so lovely. So what did you
0: end up asking for breakfast?
1: um i just they bought me um they oh they went they went all out by the way they bought me well, when i arrived she showed me the place and she was like yeah i got you gluten-free muesli Oh
0: my god! um
1: gluten-free bread and she bought me wine and um milk and yogurt like all this shit so every morning i just asked her to bring me um, fresh fruit. Mm. You know, straight away, just <laughs> I'm just gonna live the life of a king. Like, get her to bring you fruit every day, and um, I just had the gluten-free music and yoga every morning. And she also had like real coffee there with a plunger. What was the ca- so, what was
0: the cabin like? Was it luxe or was it just like stando?
1: Um, no, it was pretty stando. Had like you know how um, they always have the they have a TV, but it's always that wall mount no, one. That. Yeah. It's like what's the point of having a TV if I can hardly see it? Yeah, like you yeah. know how bad my eyesight is. Yeah, I don't so like So I couldn't that. see anything. Um, but um, the bed was really nice. Um, it was a really lovely property like they had a lake and a little island on the lake that the the there's a little kind of jetty thing that so goes out did you to the do? island um not much I just I slept in a lot I I read some some uh some books and um
0: Dostoevsky Dostoevsky,
1: Dostoevsky yeah. yeah um <laughs> and um and I went for some hikes and uh I went to the beach it was a little bit cold so I didn't swim and had some nice meals out and uh look it was just a really nice time as a really uh i really just um you know stella got a groove back i really i feel (laughs) i feel really refreshed i'm jealous yeah there's always there's always a few little resentments along the way yes you know well one thing i gotta say um kangaroos we gotta got figure out how to cross the road, guys. Come on. Like, every other animal on my journey, like, I mean, I know sometimes birds get run over, but for the most part, birds, they know now. They know to wait. Or to run or to fly across the road. <laughs> I don't
0: know if they're waiting, but they,
1: but they, the birds understand, and the dogs understand. You know, they're not getting run over anymore. The cats understand; they move out the way, mm. they scurry. There's a lot of scurry. Cats. Kangaroos? There's no scurry. <laughs> they got no scurry these kangaroos. So I was driving back um, one, and you know that thing about the country? There's no straight light so you have got your high beam on. You're kind of stressed out because it's completely pitch black. You can't see ahead of you for more than ten meters, and. Um, and I was only driving like 30 k's an hour, and this kangaroo just slowly hops along the road, not a care in the world, and I just don't get how every other animal can figure it out, but they, and, and they have to have like a bigger brain than, um, than these birds and shit, but they just haven't figured it out. They just, they just slowly go across the road, not a care in the world, and I could have ended its life, and mine, and it wouldn't have known.
0: So what did you do? I so just, what, did it get out of the way well, by the time you drove?
1: Well, the thing is um, I kind of I know the thing with kangaroos you're supposed to do is you're not supposed to swerve because if you swerve, then you're just gonna you're just gonna get out of control and your car and you're gonna end up killing yourself so if you're going to hit them, you just gotta hit them so I was like as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I can't panic I've just gotta s- slow down really slowly because it was on a dirt road as well, so I could've lost control really easily, so I just slowed down really slowly and then. You know, luckily enough, because I was only going 30Ks, I slowed down enough that it passed by the time oh, that I got to it. Well done. So I was really lucky. But if that was in the middle of the day and I was going faster, that kangaroo would have been a dead-eye dick, I tell you <laughs> what. dead-eye dick. <laughs> so, and
0: you may, oh, you would have just had a bad windscreen probably.
1: Oh, yeah. They're heavy things. Like, and, and that's the other thing. Was is, it a big one? Um, it was probably a medium size. Mm. Um, And i got to say, I... I we saw i saw a lot of kangaroos out there and i have to say not a fan like just in general i i it's like quokkas it's like when you really get up close and see a kangaroo they're really just big rats like Mm. they're not i don't find them cute i i find them threatening and i don't want them around me
0: Mm. okay Um, well i'm glad that we have established that
1: so that wasn't fun um I got I got one another positive thing for you because you you like these um little slogans and stuff. I wanted to tell you uh, uh advertising kind of advertising slogan that I think has really really worked really well is do you remember this one? It's um take only photographs, leave only footprints. How good is that? Do you remember that one? Yeah, that, that's one of those ones where.
0: What's that? Fr- what is that about? What so does that's it mean? about
1: um, don't don't take anything. Don't leave any rubbish. And don't take anything away. So it's about keeping the ecosystem uh, in place. Oh, yeah, that's And good. I was just thinking that that's that's a really well written, like, kind of kind of copywriting mm. or whatever you call it, because it it has a nice ring to it, and it just stays in your mind, and it just it makes you want to respect the the land.
0: Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a great one.
1: Yeah, it's a real great one. So I really liked that. Uh, I'm glad. I'm really I mean, chuffed
0: that you were. You've been spotting slogans for me, Ben.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't abide by it. I, I took plenty of flowers away. Because it was wildflower season Did you? as well. Yeah. Ben, so, that's bad. Um, yeah, but they're flowers. You've got to take some flowers home sometimes, you know? Um, okay. What else have well, we the, got here? What, who were the
0: flowers for?
1: Uh, just for me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um. Oh, I feel like uh, there's other thing I wanted to say. Yeah, you
0: said that I had so much to tell me about this trip.
1: Um. Uh this is a real uh, really? is <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I saw uh, you know we always kind of talk shit about the older generation. Mm. I saw I saw the kind of older generation that were like they're really killing it, you know. So there is there is a way that you can do it right. So mm. they had like they were like probably, probably about six year old, um, maybe Singaporean couple and their kids had moved out of the home and they were just, they were going to have, they were really just going to go for it. So just like you could tell they were just like traveling around the country, just like making conversation with people in cafes. They had funky, like shorter haircuts for their new, like new stage in life. So Well, they were
0: traveling around, did you say?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, I completely projected this whole story onto them. But, um, but you know, that's what I just wanted to say. is It's not all bad for the, for the old people out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, one out of ten are okay. <laughs>
1: well, it's, not, it's not a good rate. We, we seem to always lapse into this ageism on yeah, this I podcast. Yeah, I know. It's
0: really bad. It's really bad.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I saw a snake as well while I was mm. away. That was a bit scary. But the snake also managed to uh, get out of the way before I uh, <laughs> <laughs> ran over. Where, where <laughs> so, was the snake? Um, no, that was just while I was bushwalking. Oh, okay. Just, oh, so uh, you went bushwalking.
0: By. That's nice. Yeah,
1: I went lots of bushwalking. Um, uh, and uh, did a lot of driving. I met, you know you mentioned the other day in the car with Tristan um, that you don't like driving, like you don't get how people like it? Yeah. I think I'm one of those people that I do like it. I, think I it's thought just,
0: you told me that you didn't like it.
1: No, I think it's just in the city that I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but the thing is I like driving, but my problem is I just have really bad road rage. Mm. So I think even though I enjoy it, like it must affect me on some level Mm. because I like every little thing that they do wrong. I'm just like, Oh, you got a bloody indicate and stuff. Like even when it's just in, in the other lane of traffic or something, I just get annoyed at everything anyone does wrong.
0: So you're saying that in the open air, I think in in the the open, open, like in the country, when you don't have as many people like doing stupid things, that's better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think if you drive there's that sense of like freedom where mm. you're just driving in the open air and you're like, I could go anywhere, I could do anything. And there's something that feels good about that. But um I um, Well you know
0: what I did while you're away? What? Um I was well, it's really it's really embarrassing, but I'm obsessed with this new show and this is a hashtag gratitude. Yeah. Um when Tristan and I were in New York, we got obsessed with this channel. I can't remember what ch- what, what the channel is, but basically, it's um all like really cutting edge documentaries and like crime uh, reality shows. Yeah. And there's a, there was a show called Sixty Days In, and since we have Stone, uh, we've realised that we can we watch one season over there, and then when we realise that Stan now has. Um, has a couple – has the two first seasons of it. Um, So basically if you haven't watched 60 Days In, I will tell you what it is. Okay. Basically it's um, a prison kind of docuseries reality show where they get like five or six people to um, go undercover in the prison, in a prison, and so they have 60 Days In – so, basically, they go in for 60 days and they're meant to tell the prison wardens, like, what's been going on. Like, they'll be given tasks, like, find out what's going on in the drug, like, what's going on with the drugs. Like, there's all these drugs coming in. We want to know what the drugs, how the drugs are getting in there. And um, they say pick, like, vastly different people. So, there'll be, like, one person, ex-gang member, yeah. one stay-at-home mom, one something, something, something. And it's so fucking interesting from a psychological perspective Um, because some people you're like, they're not going to make it. And then other people go in really cocky and then they like get bashed and it's just like fucking crazy. And I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely so obsessed with prisons. Like I've watched every single prison documentary. Like I'm so fascinated with it. Um, And yeah. And so Tristan and I have been obsessed. It's very, some of it is very sensationalist. But it's so interesting on so many different levels, like, because we're into, like, the sociolo- sociological perspective. We're interested in, so like, all the psychology that goes through it. Like, we are obsessed with this show. Um, so we just finished the first season and I'm about to stay at the start and that's my hashtag um, gratitude. I've got two hashtag gratitudes. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. I mean, you don't have Stan, so you can't watch it, but if anyone has Stan, you should go watch his show. I
1: do want to get Stan. It's like so and the other one is um is the Amazon. Mm. They're doing a lot of original oh, content. Really? They're like there's so that's the problem is like it's starting to be like the same thing with like the the you know, um like FoxTel and that. Like you get it's going to end up costing money to watch all these shows because all of these these services have great content now. But the thing I want to say is about like, you know, this, what is it? 60 days. 60 days in. 60 days in. And this other show, like um, me and dad were watching the grand final yesterday. Go Tigers. um, Is that we saw an ad for this show called Bride and Prejudice. Have you seen that? No. And It's just like, it's, it's about people that are getting married, but the parents don't approve of it. Uh-huh. And so so it seems like the show is just like every every scene is just like um the the mother in law just being like you're just gonna fuck up your life and stuff yeah, like that sort of thing. And so what I was thinking about that and about what you were just saying is how is how like they're on reality TV shows it used to be like there was some sort of kind of game show element, like they're gonna win money or or something. But now it's just like it's just open exploitation. Mm. Like the 60 days in it's just like we're just gonna get a stay-at-home mum, and we're just gonna drop her in a very traumat- traumatizing environment, and we're also gonna exploit people's lives in prison just for entertainment. And there's just there's just no. But even no, but you, if you watch it. the
0: show, it's actually like it comes from a good perspective. Like it comes from a prison reform perspective. So they're actually like they're actually like they're not coming from a bad place. I know that it's for entertainment, but yeah. they actually like. the the underlying message is that people in prison are human beings and that there's a drug problem and most of the people are in there for drugs like the actual story behind everything is like quite good
1: yeah okay yeah no that's fair enough um i see
0: what you're saying too like i get it but um but yeah, I don't know why, but I'm just so obsessed with it. And the fact that, um, and also, oh my God. So yesterday I also, I bought, I'm really into like, I don't give a shit now. I'm just like, I just want to be entertained. I don't care. So I bought, I don't usually do this. I usually illegally stream it, but um, I bought the Kardashians newest season on Google Play. I was like, fuck it. Oh really? Fuck it. Yeah. Cause it gives me so much. Like, I get so much out of it. I, it just, cause I'm thinking all day. When I put it on I don't know what it does But it makes me so happy Like I just feel so relaxed watching it
1: Oh yeah you know so it's
0: worth the 20 bucks for me
1: There is like this I think we all have some celebrities Where we have that voyeuristic thing Like I showed you that Instagram page the other day It's just Kanye doing things mm. Were you saying you already followed that? Oh or, yeah yeah yeah. Already, old, yeah 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 there's something so funny About seeing Kanye just do like normal things And I think like with the kardashians is probably a similar element where it's like you just you want to these people that are constantly made into like symbols and icons you kind of want to see what their lives are really like but the
0: thing is is you don't though like that's the weird thing about the kardashians is like you don't actually see what it's really like because the show has more well i don't know how much it is but like I think the storylines are true, but like they're, I think they do create storylines and they do, they film certain things. Like, so it's all fake. Yeah. And they're always so made up. And it's like, I, it's totally like, I think maybe there's probably some scenes in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, sorry. But, um, (laughs) it's just
1: crazy. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: (laughs) But yeah, but like, yeah. So it's weird. I don't know why. And like, so many people. Say to me, oh, I'm very, I'm so surprised you watched that Because some things that I like are so Like uh, the Kardashians antithesis Like so many of my friends say that to me Yeah But I've loved them from the start
1: Yeah Yeah, it is funny Because it's like at some stage it's so It's like, remember we used to watch like It's like The Hills and like Laguna Beach or something Yeah, yeah And it's like I couldn't watch those because Like I used to be watching them with you When you are watching Foxtel And it must be the same with the Kardashians It's like It's so unreal to me that it's like it's just watching a bad drama that has no plot and no character development at all. Like it's literally like watching paint dry to me. So that's why I don't really get it.
0: Yeah, I can see why people don't like it. I don't know why I like it. Although the Kardashians have perfected reality TV. Like they, I think their writers or whoever and their editors and the whole team, they have mastered the art of keeping you um, Engaged. Like their storylines and the way that they cut everything is just done mas- masterfully for the reality genre.
1: Well, what about this though? Have you seen Naked and Afraid? No. So, Naked and Afraid, a, a man and a woman who don't know each other have to go into the wild uh,
0: yeah I remember. in like
1: Amazon or the desert or something or like Siberia or something completely naked. They can bring one tool each of their choosing. And they have to get to a certain point. It's, you know, maybe like a hundred Ks away and there's different like things that they're going to come into along the way. And this one I watched, they had to like build their own boat to get across the river and like to get to the goal point. See, that to me is like masterful reality TV because it's like you're watching something that is, it's not everyday life. Like Mm. it's like, it's like a crazy scenario. Whereas like Kardashian's like, it's like, I just don't care because they're just going about their lives, you know? But I guess there is maybe some kind of wish-fulfillment element. Yeah, but
0: then, like, that, you could have that argument for Seinfeld or, like, you could have that argument for so many things that they're just going on in their life, oh, yeah. like <laughs> You're
1: comparing Kardashians to Seinfeld. No, I'm right? just
0: saying that, like, there's so many sitcoms that are, you know, it's just day-to-day life, but yeah. there's certain elements to day-to-day life that are really entertaining and it depends on the character, it depends on the person, and I think... With the Kardashians, it's like they're so famous, and there's that element of like, and they're their drama. Like they, there is a lot of drama that happens.
1: Yeah, no, they, yeah, yeah, the yeah the the Scott.
0: You know yeah, he was always
1: he's good not, He's
0: not a villain anymore And Rob
1: wasn't there a Ro- oh, yeah, Rob oh, no, I mean he's, sorry, no, sorry. He's,
0: depre- <laughs> he's depressed and he's been asked He doesn't want to be on it
1: But I like The other thing I love is that they all they all date rappers So there's always like some kind of like Someone's like addicted to lean or something You know like <laughs> um, But uh, there is one thing I wanted to ask you As well about the 60 Days In Because this is And even people just listening to the podcast will know That this is a bit of a theme in your life Is that I think maybe it started with the podcast serial where they had that guy Adnan and and the show kind of mm. leads you to believe that he was innocent and then you got into the um what was the Australian one? Teacher's pet. Yeah. Yeah, so and then and then you got into in your real life, like actually following drug dealers around and stuff, which I mean no, but I've always not been, to be advised. No, but
0: I've always been like this. I've always I've always been really um, like just interested in like different people and like what they're doing and like I don't know and I also feel like I've always had empathy for like the misunderstood.
1: Yeah, no, there is there is um, an empathetic element to it, but um, it's not all roses. Um, there's also <laughs> there's also been some kind of weirdness to it, and um, and I'm not just talking about the the following drug dealers around or did, did we say on the podcast or are we, we allowed to mention the date you went on with Tristan where you
0: what, well, what one date
1: you went on with Tristan you just went on top of a hill and just watched a booze bus arresting people and oh that, yeah that was that was fun. Like your that second day that
0: was no it wasn't my second our second <laughs> day but it was one of the best dates of my life
1: yeah but um we actually I, I was thinking about this last week and I remembered one of the one of the more sorted facts of your past <laughs> i guess it's not oh, really that no. sorted what? but you um <laughs> didn't you um, <laughs> send a letter to a to a prisoner one time and um yeah so what and well i mean correct me if i'm wrong but um didn't it turn out that he was the leader of a um, <laughs> an alt-right white nationalist <laughs> militia.
0: Okay. Can I just preface this and say that I did not... Yeah, it turned out that he was, but I didn't know this, okay? All right. Picture me this. I just got sober. I was fairly nearly single. I was living in a share house and my the two housemates that I really liked had left I wasn't going out because I was trying to avoid alcohol. Um, I wasn't dating anyone. And I started watching prison documentaries on Netflix. Mm. And there was one day and I was feeling a lot at this time. I had also quit smoking. So I was feeling a lot at this time. And I watched a prison documentary and I just felt so bad about how isolated they were and how bad the prison was, how a lot of them were wrongfully accused um, how just everything and I just felt so bad so I went on this site and one of my friends had actually written a prisoner and they became pen pals for a while and so I already knew kind of how it worked I tried to find Australian like online an Australian to write prisoner but I couldn't find one so I yeah. found this one called writeaprisoner.com or something mm-hmm. and you could choose the prisoner that you um, wrote to but the only details that it had of the person was like it would say like armed armed robbery or it would say like um, con- uh, like what they were convicted of. I, f- I found this guy and um, he looked like pretty good looking. I don't, not that that should be a thing, but like, I don't know why. I mean, it definitely
1: came into play, didn't
0: it? It did come into play. Um, and he, it just said uh, political activism.
1: Now, now, when we've already established... With uh, Huey Hewitson <laughs> <laughs> among others, Ian Dicko Dickerson, <laughs> um, that uh, your your particular conception of what good looking is differs from the normal No, he quite was no, he was good. Quite no, he was good looking. Now, can you please explain to the audience what you mean when you mean he was good looking?
0: He had long hair and he had a beard. Yeah, and he was youngish, so he was like late twenties look.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, but, but I'm picturing. As and I
0: also, you have to admit, I had, I didn't I didn't want to choose a murderer, and I didn't want to choose a rapist. I chose a political activism felt safe to me. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. it turned right. It turned out to be um, slightly a different story. Um, so basically, I wrote a letter to this man, and about six weeks later, I, f- he wrote back. A long letter, an eight-page letter, um, and he said that his something about his case was quite uh, high-profile. Um, and I've actually got the letter with me now, <laughs> okay. uh, and I'll, I'm not going to read all of it, but I am going to read out. Um, I'm going to read out uh, a little snippet for everyone at home. This is what got me a little bit, um... I guess I didn't know much until this came. You said you like ideas. I learned just how powerful ideas can be when the government threw me in prison for having them. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that makes ideas so very powerful is the fact that you can't unhave them. By this I mean that once a thought enters your mind, there is no reversing the effect it has on your outlook. If you've ever watched a performer do a magic show, you know what I'd mean. (laughs) When you don't know how the trick is done, you are spellbound when you see it. But later, after you have an idea of how it's done with mirrors and wires, you can't ever look at the trick at the same. You can't go back to being fooled. You've had the idea and your ignorance can never be regained. I figured out the magic trick of the American political financial system. On top of that, I had a natural talent for explaining it to large crowds of people so the government came after me for spoiling their audience. But the damage had already been done. I'd gotten tens of thousands of people to see now the system works, who built it and why they built it at that way. I was thrown in a secret prison where my ideas could be contained, but the ideas I had planted grew and thrived on the outside. I'd like to say I accomplished more good for humanity from in prison than I ever did on the outside, but that would not be fair. It was never me. It was the ideas that were bigger than
1: me. (laughs) They were their
0: own force. I just spoke them into people's minds and souls. Oh, such
1: humility. Where they
0: grew, um, and then I'll just read one bit just to show you what made me, um, made me think. Okay, what the, like gave me more questions. Um, I I asked him, "Do you write? Have you written to many people from this account, like this writerprisoner.com dot com?" Well, so far, you're the first one, but I've only been on it for a week or two. Without the site, I've got a few letters a day from new people I don't know, but that's just due to the high-profile nature of my case. Now, I'm not going to disclose who this person is or what the case is because I think that that would be bad. Um, But when he said high-profile, I thought, okay, who's this guy? And I Googled him and it turned out that it was quite a high-profile case. And that he was um part of a militia.
1: Yeah. Now what does that mean? Which is never a good a militia is usually a uh, an informal uh military group. So they've so they've set up their own military group for usually for a um anti government purpose.
0: Yeah, so that's what he's in jail for. Um for about I think thirty years, yeah. or something, um, yeah. and a couple. Of, they actually had FBI informants, and that's how he got caught. They had been. Um, they knew. They found out, and I did. I did a bit of reading to find out what was going on, but um, yeah, basically they they heard on the grapevine that this guy was going to speaking to all these people and that he was wanting to um, put violence on the government and. Um, and yeah, and they put in a couple informants out and they did got a recording of him saying some, some things. Um and and yeah, and he he yeah, he got caught and he's um he was done for 30 years. So that was him.
1: Well, I mean just sorry, but putting violence on the government is probably a bit of an understatement. Didn't he plan to kill specific government officials?
0: Uh, yeah, and he had bomb. Apparently, he had grenades.
1: Yes, yeah, so no, um, not a great guy. And and it just speaks to. I just want it really to sink into people how much of a good heart Omi is, <laughs> slash how gullible she is. That so she goes along. You know, it starts starts pretty pretty innocent that she she believes that, that Adnan from Serial was innocent. She believes Stephen Avery from Making a Murder is innocent, which I don't really know how he could. But um, and then this guy who. Anyone else reading this letter from the outside would go, this guy is working me because he was working you. Like, how did you not read through the, like a magician does his trick an idea grows like a, like a fruit and yeah. blah, blah, blah. like, it's just so, <laughs> well, he's, I, I he's Googled, so pretentious. I
0: Googled his, some YouTube videos of his that were getting around and he was like, he, yeah, he's just completely nuts. He like, he was very, very believable the way that he, um, he, not believable, but he was, yeah, he was a manipulator and he was very good at speaking and getting people on his side. And there's a whole group that's supporting him and trying to get him out because yeah. it's freedom of speech, he said, that he's been, he's been done for, and he wants to, he's been fighting for it to get out. Yeah.
1: Um, and so what, and, and then, so after you found that out about him, what did you do next?
0: Well, I kind of felt a bit sick, to be honest. <laughs> um, Cause this guy is like, Right, Mick, right, conservative, conservative. Like, I think it all started with something like, uh, he they were fighting against the, um, fighting for the First Amendment for gun. They wanted their guns. Yeah, so, that's how it
1: always starts. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So they were pissed off about gun control. Um, I, to be honest, it's all very political to me and I don't understand all of it, but, yeah, um, but they are very, yeah it's it's does it's not good um so when I found out his politics I I felt a bit sick um but I kept his letter and dad actually said to me I told dad and dad was like what the fuck when I told him who this guy was um and he said well maybe you should write back to him it is pretty like interesting um and it's like a writer's thing but then I was like and I and I toyed with the idea but then I was just like I don't know he's just weird and he like sent me a song like he wrote a song (laughs) um called not quite uh I won't tell you the song I better not but um but yeah he was a great writer very educated very intelligent guy but I think I'm gonna I, I do think I'm gonna write to a prisoner again to be honest yeah why I you mean, and mum were so against it though? Why were you so against well, one it?
1: One thing, one thing I was against is you are trying to do this nice thing, and then you find out some bad stuff about him, and then you kind of just drop him like a hot potato <laughs> straight away. I mean, you know, he he does sound like a piece of shit, but I don't I don't think that necessarily means that. Um, you know, it's still a bit sad. I mean, may, maybe you should send him a letter and say sorry. I was just a bit freaked. Dude. Oh really? Just, yeah, just to cl- what, just as you, a nice no, thing. No,
0: what the hell? You said to me. When I first... You guys... You and mum were like really worried that I did it. You thought I'd gone crazy. Mm. And now you're telling me... And then I said to you and mum, I'm not going to write again. And you guys were relieved. So now you've done a complete 180.
1: No, I I, I don't think I said that at the time. But I always thought it from his perspective, it would... I mean, to be honest, he probably doesn't care. But... He gets
0: so many letters yeah, a day. Yeah, he probably does. Because he's got a whole fan of,
1: club. But it's just that thing of... That you because he's because he's not doesn't have his freedom. Everything else that comes from the outside world probably has a bigger impact than it would from you receiving a letter from him. So it's probably probably would be a bit deflating.
0: Oh, totally. But I can't write to someone when I their politics like are fundamentally different from mine to the point where you know it just. Like, he's got really bad views.
1: I, and I think, I think yeah, that's true. And the other thing that... um, I'm not going to
0: support someone that is absolutely insane.
1: The other thing that freaked me and mum out were was that when you read parts of the letter to us, I think straight away I could see that he was trying to work you and that one of the things that doesn't seem very nice about him is he seems very narcissistic like people that say like my ideas are so strong but it's not about me it's about the ideas it's like really they're trying to disguise how much they love themselves and um the fact that he was sending you songs and stuff just shows that he's kind of self-obsessed and wants to prove how amazing he is yeah and um i just don't i rather i rather write to a prisoner another
0: prisoner. Like I don't want to write I just I don't know. His politics are just too I'm not I don't want to it's not that I want to associate with people just with the same politics as me. It's just that like he was planning on killing people. Like
1: it's a bit it was it scary? Yeah. And
0: absolutely. he is like he it was very white supremacist. Like he has there's a lot of links to A bit of a white supremacy thing, um, and I just don't. I just don't want to be associated with that. And you know what? Like, boo, fucking who? They didn't get a letter back. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: (laughs) but I love that. (laughs) That's the thing that's funny is how fast you flip. It's like, you feel bad for these prisoners. It's a very, it's a very black and white. It was just so
0: funny that he turned out to be so famous because I had no idea. It was honestly, it was the middle of the night. I felt really bad, and I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to do something right now. And I went on the internet straight away, wrote the letter. Do you know what? It's funny the stuff I asked him too. Do you want to hear the questions that I asked him? Yeah. Like, because I can't find the letter that I wrote because it was on an email and then once it's... I started, tried to find the receipt so I could read out what I wrote. Yeah. Um, but these are the questions that I asked him. So, this was about three years ago, three or four years ago. So, the questions are... Um, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Um. It seems you stood up for what you believe in, question mark. Two, yeah, well, he did do that. <laughs> Two, how much mail do you get from this this site, right, aprisoner.com? Three, does it give you some sense of solace when people write? Four, how are you going there? Because I was like, he's going to be really depressed. Uh, five, what do you get up to in there? He yeah. does yoga, by the way. Oh, wow. uh, six, do you have siblings? Seven, do I know what soulless partying is? Now, obviously, you can see where I was. I was in a bad place. Hey, are there yoga classes (laughs) in prison? (laughs) Ben's looking at me like, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, so, I mean, really hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm glad that we got that off the table. Um,
1: Got it off the table?
0: Put it on the table.
1: Um, yeah. Well, and I, and we want to hear what happens in the future because I think it's really it's really fascinating to me what how this fetish you have for of- the criminal underbelly um, how this develops.
0: Well, I, this has inspired and, me. I'm going to write
1: another one, guys. And yeah, and, and we we had Emma on, and, and she was talking about um, about some some prison stuff, and I think. Um, it's really interesting uh, re- rehabilitation and, and that we don't see um, see prisoners as just non-people. But they are people suffering, even though we can't. We, they don't get as much visibility. Um, and once
0: they write, <laughs> write you a letter, don't drop them like a But, like but like if, a if they write
1: you and they freak you out a little bit, then they <laughs> are non-people. After that point, they're
0: out. <laughs> um, um, and um, I've got another gratitude.
1: Yeah, let's so gratitude. See, look how happy I am today. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> Woolworths Yeah Your uh, discovery garden
1: Oh I love the discovery garden I
0: have about 16 different little seedlings ready to hatch From shopping at Woolworths I'm making a garden I'm making a discovery garden Well
1: let me tell you something about Woolworths (laughs) Is that Woolworths the difference between and, And you know I won't say the connection I had to Coles But you know the connection I had to Coles, I saw some things that would make your teeth hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some things that would make you toss and turn at night at Coles. Um, but but every impression I've had of Woolworths is that they listen yeah, okay. to their customer. This base is your impression because they, you haven't had a connection with them. No, but I heard when I was when I was at Coles, I heard I heard the chatter coming from the other side. The The messages of oh woolworths does this woolworths does that like they support their people and let me tell you that this this discovery garden i believe they've listened to their customers and their customers have said we like the collectibles but it is such a waste that you just make this plastic crap and so they've got okay we're going to actually do the collectibles but put some effort into sustainability and to self-sufficiency and you, you can start your own garden with I've got I think fucking it's a great coriander,
0: thing. I've got rocket, I've got spinach, I've got tomatoes, Snapdragon. I've got chamomile, I've mm-hmm. got everything. And mm-hmm. it's like amazing and it's given me a new lease on life. Like I feel like it's like, I don't know, it's really changed my mind.
1: Yeah, look, it's great. And, and, and I just want to leave you with a more resentment before I go mm-hmm. is the medical system. The other day I went to go to get my STI check you know, you go, you do, you got to do that every once in a while. And um I'll leave that
0: right alone. And <laughs> I
1: go, I go down into the thing to get my, my blood test and all that. And um, they, they say out to lunch. And I just want to know why, if, if any place should not be out to lunch, it should be the pathology lab. <laughs> and then once I actually get the test, and I'm sure lots of people have had this experience. They just don't call you. So I don't even know what the hell is going on So I pay like 80 bucks to go to the, get the first test And then and then they don't call you if nothing's wrong So I'm assuming I'm okay, I don't know No, you've got to call them And then now I've made another appointment to get my results So they're into me to $160 no, so look, just to like, make sure everything's all clear no, on the dick front No, that's not
0: right You only should have, a, what, your doctor? Yeah You went to the doctor to get the referral to the thing to Yeah, the patholo- yeah Pathology's free though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but
0: so you've paid the eight dollars for the doctor. Yeah, for the doctor. If nothing's wrong, they'll just, the nurse will tell you. You just call the doctor and ask for the test.
1: Okay, that's all right. That's not too bad.
0: Yeah, so like I get my blood test and you call up the doctor and say I'm getting some blood tests and there's a nurse there that will tell you your results. If there is an issue, they say, oh, there's an issue, you need to come back and see, blah, blah.
1: But what I don't like is shouldn't they just give you the results? regardless
0: no but there's probably some medical like i don't know guidelines that they have to follow that it has to be a doctor like the pathology can't tell you they've got to tell your doctor i think that the doctor should just do the rounds every day and call people
1: yeah i think look it would be it's a, a huge gr- because thing I'm, it's very annoying i'm completely in the dark now i don't know if i'm arthur or martha i don't know what's going on um i'm
0: sure you're fine you don't really get around but, oh,
1: wow. Okay. I mean, there was that one little blip this year, but... <laughs> what? We don't need to go that you know, deep into you, it. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, anyway, um, we'll leave you with that. Hey, guys.
0: No, we've got one more thing to say. Oh, what have we got? We've got a guest. We've got a guest next week.
1: Well, we don't know if the gear's going to
0: No. Well, you really need to sort that out. Um, we've got some new gear because we want to have some more guests on there and we don't want to share a mic because we only had one mic. Um, but next week we've got a very special guest I'm not going to tell you who it is um, But Ben will sort out the argue. Um, No pressure And yeah so we've got, you've got, we've got a fresh new face Or a fresh new voice for you next week
1: Yeah you won't see their face But um, uh, yeah that should happen But also Kent We're using the new mic that we bought today So let us know if the sound sounds alright And if it sounds good We'll keep that mic when we <laughs> do is,
0: Why to ask them that? Because if it sounds we bad. We can listen to it ourselves. That's just, it's weird to say that. Well, they can tell us if it sounds all right or not. What's no one's going to give a shit to tell us that. Okay, well, anyway, do that thing all right, love with the, you. Um,
1: the sharing the podcast or reviewing it or whatever because we're still trying to send that mail and no one's doing no it. One, no one gives a shit about No us. one gives a shit. All right, we'll all see right, you later. Bye. Bye-bye.